am so beautiful to you. Was that an off version of You Are So Beautiful to Me? I nailed it, mate. Couldn't know what you're talking about. Fair enough. Hi, Hi. welcome to Digest My Shorts. That's the name of the podcast. And I'm Alistair. And I'm Dan. Um, What a duff episode we just... I'm joking, it was amazing. What did we watch? We watched Simpson and Delilah. Yep, which is episode two, season oh, two. Season two. Uh, because we are watching every episode of The Simpsons until we give up. Um, this was brilliant. That was really good. Yeah, I only dimly remembered it, only started remembering it halfway through. Yeah, same. Um, but it was one of the best episodes I think we've had to date. Maybe it was a better adult one than it was a kid's one. Could be, yes, could be. Uh, do you want to take 20 short seconds to explain to the uh, listener what happened? Yes. So, Homer suffers from a... I don't know if you've noticed, but Homer suffers from a debilitating disease. Boldness. Male patent. Male patent boldness. Yeah. Which we're going to put a chat... We're going to put a number at the end of the show that you can contribute to charities. because It affects a lot of people. Yeah. It's very serious illness. And that's the end of your 20 seconds. <laughs> but no, you can have some more because you are showboating. That's fair. Cheers, bro. Homer gets some miracle hair growth on his company insurance. Gets promoted as a result of that. Makes friends with a bloke called Carl with a great yeah. voice. In fact, hires. Uh, hires Carl as a secretary because yeah. all the ladies keep trying to kiss him. Or make kissy faces. Kissy faces. Um, Homer, Homer is eventually found out. Mm-hmm. Carl takes the rap for it. Yeah. Um, Homer eventually loses the the hair treatment, goes bald, gets depromoted as a result. Yeah, I think that's fair. And it was a very emotionally sincere episode. It was. It had a very sweet ending, didn't it? Yeah, both yeah. between Marge and Homer and their relationship, but also uh, Carl as this... Um, I suppose he was emulating the, the ideal manservant who does everything that you could want and things you didn't even know you want and at cost to himself. What a martyr. What a martyr. Yes. Um, I was I, try, sorry, go on. I was going to say, if you talk about Carl for a bit. Yeah. So he was a guest star who uh, was Harvey Firestein? Yeah. Firestein? I mean, I, I could have been the one who said it sings, it's what I know. Yeah, right. Harvey Firestein, you do know. Okay. Because he was... Um, uh, in Mrs. Doubtfire, he is Robin Williams' gay brother. Okay. I think he is a gay relative of... Um, oh, in oh, Independence Day, Jeff Goldblum's gay brother, possibly. Okay. Or gay. Is the actor gay? He's, he, he is the quintessential Hollywood gay. I think, oh, okay. I think um, up until Nathan Lane has kind of taken over, Harvey Firestein is the... Gay of Hollywood. Oh, okay. Yeah. Because he was he was very gay in this episode. Yes, and in fact, yes, they used humour where the punchline was sexuality without it being at all homophobic, and yeah. that for this time period and The Simpsons is really significant. A lot of stuff would kind of use sexuality to be the you know the punchline. Yeah. Yeah, and and it wasn't, and it was a brilliant moment, and it's when. Uh, Homer's having his long dark moment of the soul and he's going I'm an idiot and Carl says no because my my mother taught me one thing it's that 
I should never kiss an idiot. And then he kisses her. That's the best impression. That's the first and best impression I've ever done of Harvey Weinstein. You nailed it. Thank you. And then he kisses him, and it's a really good punchline. And then he sends Homer out of the room to go and make this important speech, and taps him on the ass as he goes. <laughs> that was pretty good. It was really good. Uh, but uh, neither of them are demeaned by that exchange. No. The humour is just that. That's usually usually done between a man and a lady. But it's not like well, this is ludicrous that it's done between two men. It is just I don't know. I suppose because you know that Homer is a heterosexual man, it is like it is really funny that 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 it works that no one is mm. offended or violent or, yeah, it's really good. It was like it was a nice little relationship. Yeah, um, I don't think that character ever comes back, does he? No, but well, that's the thing. This is really now we're at the beginning of having a guest star because Harvey Firestein is a would have been a big deal anyway, and he's okay. not particularly a jobbing voice actor. You know, he, uh, this is about the same time he did probably. Uh, probably, I think he did uh, Torch Song Trilogy, which is a big film, which was his thing that he wrote and directed and okay. starred in at the same time. So, you know. I think you have to look this guy up. Yeah. I, I If you want a that time period look into um, gay politics, then Torch Song Trilogy is worth looking at. Okay. With we'll him and Matthew Broderick. We could watch it for a future special. Absolutely, why not? Yeah. Okay. We'll get we'll get drunk and watch. <laughs> yeah, but I I want to know whether um, his being part of this episode influenced that the the good politics, or whether there was a writer who said, you know, actually, can I do this? Can I push it a bit far? And mm. then we've got Harvey Feist. He would be perfect. But I, either way, having someone like that would kind of validate. Or... Yeah. They, they made a concerted effort to have a strong gay role who was unambiguously gay. Yeah. Oh, um, they did say he'd come back to say say bye to like the, the tennis girls or something. No, the girls in the typing pool. Oh, okay. But I kind of took that as a gay thing, like he was one of the girls. You know? Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah. Um, yes. I, I came back to say goodbye to the girls in the typing pool. They just sound like a murderer. Yeah. See, I, yeah, I said first and only, first and best. Yeah. But we recorded it. You've That's got true. it on records. Yes. Um, there were yeah, some really good lines. This was well written. Yes. Um, did you have any favourite bits? Um, I liked when Homer first got his hair and he was running through the street all happy with rainbows. Yeah. And he runs past an old couple on their front porch. He's like, I have her! And then they just go, why don't you get a haircut, hippie? Yes, yeah. And then he instantly runs into another guy who's also in a nightgown with flowing locks. <laughs> and they both look at each other and go, uh, Dimoxanil! Which is the brand. I don't know if it's a real brand. I'm assuming not. I should not know. Um, I liked it when... Um, so Homer is in his uh, promotion. He is put onto the board of executives. And in the meeting, um, Burns is there saying, you know, what else can we do? And he goes, well, uh, I find every Tuesday there's a problem because you have fish sticks and you have these tiny little things of tartar sauce. And everyone dismisses him, apart from Burns, who says, no, 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 go on, what do you say? And um, the idea that floats to the surface is they have more tartar sauce, then they'll work harder. And Burns sums this up by going, let the fools have their tartar <laughs> sauce. And I just, just really like it. Those little lines are brilliant. One of my favourite lines was when Bart spilt the, the miracle hair juice. Yep. And then <laughs> was having a breakdown and was rubbing his hair in it. And yeah. Lisa just walks in and goes, Dad isn't taking this. 
that is taking this in a less than heroic fashion. It, yes, that was a brilliant scene. Uh, because it was it was so pitiful. A really nice animation. It might be um, if we have to uh, have to have a photo for this episode. The way he's rubbing his hair is just delicious. Hammer had some interesting haircuts. Yeah, good. I mean, yeah, and he did look good. It was a really nice uh, artistic decision. If you're going to have a man who looks better because he has hair, yeah. I think he went through the ages, really, didn't he? He started off with like kind of a 60s JFK yes, thing going on. That's fair. Then he kind of went into that weird kind of sculpted... Yeah, 80s. 80s thing. And he had a little bit of a yuppie ponytail at one point. Yeah, um, there was a bit, in fact, when he was chasing after Bart, where his hair was like artfully dishevelled. And it would have looked really good if it was like that all the time. That's true. But I guess that's a really that's a very modern thing to have artfully dishevelled in, in that way. Um Oh, also, they have the family enjoying the fruits of his success in the back garden, and they've all got things. And he says to Lisa, what would my little girl like? And she goes, an absence of mood swings and some stability. And he says, how about a pony? Um, she goes, okay. And I'm like, is this a throwback to her continuing mental health problems, which they <laughs> have bought up once, but now they're bringing up again. But <laughs> no one's taking any notice of the fact that. And no one's... They still haven't bought her a pony. They still haven't. They absolutely have. I mean, they will do. And the payoff for them getting a pony is, is big when it happens in series five or six or whatever um, for one episode. But she she identifies that she she's going through mood swings. <laughs> um, that made me laugh because it was it's actually really dark in a strange way. It's funny because it's true. It's funny because it's true. Um, the singergram. We haven't mentioned singergram. Well, we, we sang a song at the start there. Yes, so um, it is their anniversary. Um, I think Carl sends around a singogram. Yes, when it is obvious that Homer has forgotten and, and Marge is beginning to say... Who sings that song? Oh, it's a singogram. A singing telegram. Yeah, I, I know. In it, real life. Who sang the song, you dope? Right, okay, hang on a minute. So it is, you are so beautiful to me. I don't know. Harvey fires Eve. <laughs> <laughs> if in doubt. I don't, Carl did it. I don't know, but I, I speak going back to Carl. I'm sure it is a reference to a particular work of fiction, the idea of the ideal manservant. It's not quite that that famous about Jeeves. Yeah, uh, it's more like, and I think I might have mentioned this before on the podcast. Oh, uh, the admirable Crichton. Is that right? There is. Uh, I must have mentioned this before, and I apologise to the listener if I have done. Which is, there is a film where uh, society people are on a cruise ship that crashes and they're stuck on a desert island and the manservant, the butler, steps up and takes control and is the leader of the group and gets things done. And when they're rescued, he disappears behind a bush and puts on his old uniform and comes out. And the, the rescue crew are like, well, you're not doing that badly. Look, you've got your butler. And, the, and he just, he sheds all of that... Mm. that role that he's gained over the course of the film to be their manservant and it, it's, it's you know it's that kind of the ideal servant is the one who wants to be in that situation but I don't know if, but Carl this this Carl definitely was referencing something like that brilliant brilliant but I think we're ignoring the elephant in the room the giant cat in the room the giant cat in the room uh, why is there a giant cat in the room <laughs> there's one bit where Homer's rolling on the grass in joy with his mm. family because he's got hair and the dog and the cat are with him but as the camera pans up yeah. the cat doesn't 
gets smaller with everyone else, just stays the same size. <laughs> yeah, and until this, in the last oh, shot, it's it's as big as Homer. Yeah, it's just this giant cat sort of like <laughs> lying on Homer's head. Really bizarre. And it should have been, uh, yes. So, uh, who wrote the Beast of Bodmore? Yeah, clever. Um, and I actually, I mean, I'm re- I really hope they keep on having crappy bits like that because my elephant in the room feature, I think, is... It relies on them, doesn't it? It relies on these bizarre little details that you're not supposed to see. Yeah. Yeah, we're going to get to a point where we watched a movie which has brilliant animation, if we get that far. Okay. (laughs) Oh, we will get that far, yeah. Oh, the animation was too good. There were no... There was no... No elephants. Discoloured jams. I really think you will find when you watch that film back that... um, it's. I don't know. It's, it's it's not a pure example of what The Simpsons should be, <laughs> either thematically or um, in actuality. So classic movie, like TV show, does epic, and the good thing about the show in the first place is that it's not epic. Yeah, well, that's the thing. Uh, apparently, people oh, we're talking about the movie, but that's okay. We can. Um, some people complained that it was like a Simpsons episode but longer, and The <laughs> Simpsons writers were like, "Well, surely that's what a movie should be." Yeah. What else do you do? You have like a well. I the other option is to go for something where you have all the characters that have in the years come back for one big thing, but they didn't do that. Like a Doctor Who finale. Like a Doctor Who finale. Yeah, exactly right. Except you can only do that a couple of times before it starts getting um, stead stayed. Yeah, stayed. Kind of loses its impact if you keep doing it. Yeah, quite. Um, they still should have brought Carl back for the movie though. Oh. He's so good. It, yeah, it is sad that we might not ever see Carl again. We should start an online petition. Yeah, I think you are going to be disappointed when you do finally see Harvey Firestein and something else, um, because he, he wasn't playing himself. He was playing a role. He's not Harvey Firestein's not posh or uh, you know. There I think a, I think I know who you're talking about. You should do because because I've you know. I've seen Mrs. Doubtfire. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, years ago. Sure. Well, that we should watch again. My favourite memory from that film is Robin Williams throwing a fruit at Pierce Brosnan's head. Oh, I, and then blaming it on some like truant kids. I don't, oh yes, actually I do know. Yeah. That's a really good film. And the best example of that really, really done overdone trying to be in two places at once bit. You know, he That classic setup. That, that classic setup. Uh, but it works really well because he's drunk and gets increasingly more so and it's he has to take his lipstick off. Hilarious. Yes. We're now coming to the end of this segment. Do you have any final thoughts about um, Simpson and Delilah? Did you like the title? I don't know what the title was referring to. In the Bible, Samson had oh, long of course. hair, yes. and his wife was tricked or decided to cut it off, yeah, and then he lost all the strength. Yeah. Even though there's no link between having long hair and masculinity, like it's it's kind of unique that the Bible would assert that there is. Um, uh, but I, I, yes, I thought it might refer to him being seduced by like a babysitter or something. That's the later series. Mm. Um, but I I like the title. Simpsons yeah, and I don't, you know, you can only use it once and then it's gone. But they used it and it was appropriate. Yeah, it's the best pun so far. Yeah, best used pun. Yes. Now. In line with our season two, we're going to have double episodes. We have worked out that it only works a certain way. <laughs> so, <laughs> the didn't work yeah, out. so it kind of works. Today, as a special uh, treat, we are going to go away and review 
we're going to come back again and review the uh, Game Boy Advance game Simpsons Road Rage, um, which you've had a little play of today. Yeah. And mm. we're going to talk about how crap it is or otherwise. Great. Let's go do that. Okay. Bye bye. And we're back in the room. Boom. Uh, so, I was your resident gay expert, and here's my resident games expert. I don't play video games. That's okay, I'm not strictly speaking gay. Um, but we're reviewing, as a special today... Yes, the Simpsons Road Rage. From 2003. Hmm. Uh, you've played it earlier. I'm going to play it now. You might, you might hear Alistair just tapping away in the back there on the... And it's, it's, it's a Game Boy DS, right? This is a a yeah a Nintendo DS. Oh, it's not a Game Boy anymore. No, and but the game is for the Game Boy Advance, but they made a back compatible slot. Blah 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 blah. Right. Um, I can play as either Homer, Lisa, Bart. Who's oh? He's got the soapbox racer. Oh, I totally unlocked Groundskeeper Willie earlier. Yeah, Marge, who's got the Canyon Arrow, and Grandpa, who's got some. Crappy cars. Um, How can we didn't save my grandscooper Willie? Did you just turn it <laughs> off? <laughs> um, were you playing a different mode? I was in Road Rage. Okay. No, yeah, you just didn't save it or some something. Okay, so who should I play with? Uh, <laughs> if you can't play with Willie, then probably best to go at home, I guess. Old yeah. Faithful. No, I'm gonna. I want the Canyon Arrow. Yeah. Yeah, I want to see if I can um, spin it. Can you know? Hasn't come up in the Simpsons, has it? No, well, this game is from 2003, so they're referencing stuff which is a a lot later than where we were at. But I, you know. We we tried to locate the Simpsons arcade game. I'm going backwards. (laughs) Right. Um, What do you mean you couldn't find someone to pick up? Hey, I figured it out eventually. Right. There are people on the street. You have to stop your car. I've got Mrs. Krabopple. Um, and then you have to drive them places around a very flat. So it looks like the old SNES Mario Kart. It does. Well, I don't know what that looks like, but I know I know the age of gaming. Oh, it's horrible. It's it like disgusting. combined with. It's like Mario Kart SNES combined with uh, Crazy Taxi. Yes, I mean it um, is Crazy Taxi, isn't it? Oh, I'm there. Um, but yeah, the it's weird because a lot of it's flat, and it's not clear what you can and can't drive on. Yeah. Also, it said I was there, but it's not letting Mrs. Krabappel out. I need to follow the map. Oh, it took too long. But, oh, right. So th- I'm picking up... Oh, that's the sea captain. Oh. I hope you can unlock him with, like, a boat or something. Yeah, just a boat on wheels. It's not very forgiving, is it? No. Um, now, I was... Yeah, I was just saying, um, we... We did initially try to get hold of the arcades game, mm. which was more, more in in time with the uh, era of the Simpsons we're currently doing. And I think we will continue to try. Yeah, we even contacted a local arcades <laughs> supplier, <laughs> supplier of, um, in a place called Bridgewater, and they agreed with us. They were like, "Oh, it's great. We should really get hold of it, but we don't have it, unfortunately." Um, so we are settling for the road rage. Yeah, uh, Alice is doing really badly. Oh no, I arrived, and I got fifty dollars. Fifty bucks, and now it's game over. <laughs> How did you find that? Well, it's no Crazy Taxi. No, um, I mean, it lacks the Offspring soundtrack that Crazy Taxi had. 
Oh, is that was that? Yeah, yes. they had uh, extend the Hombre era offspring. Brilliant. It's pretty good. I didn't unlock anything. It does allow me to get the password though. Oh, maybe that's what I didn't do. Ugh. Password saves. No. Oh, look at that. I mean, who's going to write that down? Yeah, for you, those of you who are listening and want a password, the password is Bart, Bart, Lisa, Groundskeeper, Willie Burns, Bart, uh, Frink, Frink, um, Maggie. Maggie. But that's not an easy to remember password to type in, even if you have a keyboard with all of those faces printed (laughs) on it. That was awful. I just had a thought. mm -hmm. Was Maggie in the last episode of The Simpsons? Um, no, which is funny because in the last episode since there were several scenes which had both Vil- Selma and whatever Patty and Selma. Patty and Selma, thank you. But Selma and Louise. I was thinking, I don't know who else I'm but um, yeah, interesting. I wonder if you can unlock them on this. So I didn't unlock anyone. No, I I uh, I unlocked Groundskeeper Willie, which we later referred to as Unleashing the Willy on okay. a tractor, which was quite fun. Oh, that I can only play in... Evergreen Terrace. Evergreen Terrace, the starting location. I'm not enjoying this, gotta say. I didn't really enjoy it. And it took me ages, like, because the characters are quite small, the ones you got to pick up. Yeah. And I didn't see them for ages. I mean, they have got massive, great big blue um, circles spinning around them. Shut up, Alison. Um... I mean, the problem I had was just working out the controls. It is... Oh, I got the controls now straight away. Oh, do the shoulder buttons do anything? Yes. (laughs) Yes, I kicked out Edna Krabappel. Oh. So now I have no passenger again because I pressed the left shoulder button. Oh, who's that? What? That's a sign. You just got two extra seconds for knocking over a Mr. Burns sign. Oh, is it Mr. Burns? I could not tell. I mean, these are horrible. It is two. It's what's called two point five D. Stereoscopic. I don't know if it's stereoscopic, but the two point five D means that the buildings and so on are sprites that revolve as you turn around them, so they're always facing the camera. Mm. And it looks really ugly. It is. <laughs> it is in the early days of not having proper three D. Do you want another go while I just wipe the sweat off my brow? <laughs> it is heat wave season here in uh, Louisiana, where we are recording from. Obviously. Recording from, direct from Springfield, in a car. Yeah. <laughs> Which, so who are you going with for this run? I might go for, for old Grandpa. In the no. Grandpa car. Now, is that Grandpa car a reference to anything, or is it just that they couldn't think of a car associated with Grandpa? The whole, the whole concept's pretty loose, isn't it? Because... <laughs> uh, well, Maybe it was after this point that I'm sure at one point Grandpa was with the Shriners and drove a tiny little Shriner car. What's the Shriners? Um, it is a social or a pseudo-religious organisation in America. Wow, you did that really. You're really good at this. Um, and they drive weird little circus cars and wear fezzes. And I don't know anything about their beliefs or politics. You've just picked up our poo. Oh, <laughs> you this picked is... up a poo. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm really sorry that you've picked up a poo. And you're driving around Evergreen Terrace at uh, reasonably fast speeds. The roads are, are, are big. I mean, they're generous American um, wide roads, aren't Especially they? Especially for a suburb. You're I wouldn't n- want to live in this suburb. You're not veering around other cars that much, I've got to say. It's like it's not. They're not dangerous roads. 
Not like Crazy Taxi. Or, you know, GTA or anything. Is this a, a notably difficult run, or is, have you just been unlucky? Because you seem um, to be spending a lot longer than it took you to drop off your Krabat. Or drop off your willy or whatever it was. I really hope you unlock them on. So, um... Game over, mate. How do you think this is as a bit of merchandise? Is this... Right. We've got two different points in the, the chart. Oh, what? It called me Grandma. That's that was my rating. It called me Grandma as well. Oh, you made some progress, though. Oh, shit. Sugar, you have to unlock things. Yeah. You, oh, you get... Right, so in your next reward, you need to, to earn... Seven thousand more dollars or seven more dollars in order to unlock something else. Right, right. You've got two points on the on the graph. Okay. A good game, and then you've got something which really represents The Simpsons well. Where does it, that sit on on this on this graph? It could meet both points. It could meet one more than the other. It could meet neither. Yes, Kieran could be anything. What the hell is that? <laughs> Generic Simpsons No, I boy. think that's. Is that not uh, Frank Grimes? No, he's not very handsome. He's like a kid. It really is a generic Simpsonian. Uh, no, Springfieldian. Springfielder? Oh, see, this, this is the thing where you, it tells you to turn a corner, but you can't tell which bits of the grass you can go on. Yeah, so there are. On the, the texture of the map are uh, shrubs and uh, things like that. But they aren't three-dimensional. They, they, they haven't put, like, walls standing up. It is just all painted on a flat surface. And some stuff you can drive over and some you can't, but it's not very clear. You know what it's like? It is like one of those play mats that everyone wanted and some people had, which was a map of a town um, with things printed on it, a river and a church and so on and so forth. See, I would... You, yes, you just went through a... How was I supposed to... Oh. You're there. It's slow. It? You've gained a second, though, which you'll need because you only have three seconds left. Hey, oh, you picked up Principal Skinner. Mm -hmm. Oh, Aurora Borealis. Mm -hmm. That's still my favourite line from The Simpsons. Tom's an Argarian. What? Remember that episode of The Simpsons where uh, it turns out he's not Principal Skinner? Yes, but is that never referring to it again? I quite like the joke they made of of the fact that they don't have continuity by agreeing that they would never discuss the fact that he was somebody completely different. Tamsin Argarian in that case. Game over, man. Game over. Game over, man! Yeah, so... I don't want to play anymore. Fair enough. You grandma. Uh, that game could be any game. Okay. Yes, the, the Simpsons stuff is arbitrary. If you were going to look for, or, I mean, we have discussed already the arcade machine, but if you were going to um, elicit from the ether a Perfect Simpsons game, what role would it take? Would it be like, because I mean, when I was trying to think of old games, I'm sure there is that kind of platformy, you have little jumps and you go around the yeah. house or whatever. Um, to be honest, I'd probably go with like a point and click. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. it's like old kind of like Discord or. Yep. They are the tentacle kind of things. Because even though they're Crap. quite linear, Alice doesn't like point and click. Um, oh, a lot of them were crap. Oh, yeah, but they're yeah. the same for everything. 
That game's crap. No, <laughs> sure, 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 sure. Um, I think if you're going to get the humour and the kind of the dialogue, yeah, then point and click's the best thing for that. Did and South Park do one recently? Uh, well, actually, yes, they did, but it wasn't point and click. It was actually a RPG, and it was quite good. Oh, that the, the good. Second one is coming out this year, or has already come out. Okay. Um, so, yeah, probably learned from that. Quite well, the Simpsons. I think they license out their name to whoever will take it. A bit like Star Wars. Well, a bit like Star Wars. Um, whereas I think the, the South Park one may have been slightly more in-house. I think Parker and Stone had <laughs> something to do with it, you know. So they yeah. had some creative control. They didn't just license that. But I may be wrong. That could be a complete lie. I remember in the 90s, that was the first-person shooter South Park game. That was based wow. on the uh, the Chiroc Dinosaur Hunter engine. It's rubbish. Oh, well, I bet it was. I mean, just the fact that I haven't heard of it. Um, I, oh, God, I've got... Not only have I got Lisa, but Bart's car seems to have a kind of a boost thing available. Um, I tried knocking over a sign so I could get points like I did that other time. And nothing. Oh, this is horrible. Ugh. I wonder, I wonder how much sound is picking up on the microphone. Probably very little. Very little. Which is a shame, because some little background noise would be good. I agree with you that I'm only playing this because... Why do you own this? Because we well, because, you know, you pick up things. I, I have... Well, uh, my wife had a, a, a classic old Game Boy. Yeah. And we just picked up things when we saw them. And I must have picked this up really cheaply in a second-hand place. Played it for a little while. And if you only paid a couple of quid for something, you don't have to play it that much for it to be... Yeah. I've got a box full of old games. That's the short answer. Isn't that upsetting that like all these plastic games are just going to rot on the earth forever? Sure. But the <laughs> same is true of, of lots of things. I feel worse, actually, about my um, collection of VHS tapes. I had tons and tons of videos... And I mean, they are never going to rot. Never going to rot you up. Um, you know, and the the physical quantity of space. How how am I near it? If I can't try to do anything. Um, but yeah, these little games—they're not so bad. They're they're small. They're a small amount of horrible plastic. But I do agree with you. That's you know. You're saying about that ET Atari game in like a nuclear waste dump. Yes. I'm sure I've heard several stories of games that have met that kind of fate, and one lot were buried in a town. There's a good documentary about the E.T. one. Yeah, I'm, I, th- I see the one I'm thinking of. I think isn't the E.T. one, but they were all they were all dug up really, really soon after by the town, who then kind of kept them and oh, okay. have now sold them because it's something collectible. Mm. Um, yeah, um, Alison, we've been talking about this game for like 15 minutes. You should probably round up, especially as I never want to play it again. <laughs> All right, well, that has been, I mean, what a treat we've given to the listener in, in, in this bonus uh, bonus section. I mean, I hope you're grateful. We didn't go off topic or say anything fun or interesting. <laughs> we just talked about the game. Yeah. Um, but next week... Back to our regular scheduling. No, no, no. no we've got a Halloween special. We've got another special for you. Um, which is, we're going to dedicate a whole 30 minutes yeah. to the Halloween special. But until then... Um, I have been Alistair. And I have been Dan. T-T-Y-N-B, Hutchers. (laughs) 